0: Welcome to Listen Up, America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional, conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Welcome to the LUA Podcast Studio. I am your host, Eric, and this is Listen Up, America, where to start, where to start, where to start? Well, first of all, for me, feeling a little better. The allergies are starting to tame a bit. Uh, I'm on the backside of this, so hopefully in another couple of days, I'll be glorious. First, I'd like to apologize that we did not get out our podcast as planned for last week. It was a crazy week and weekend. Uh, first, I had an interview in the middle of uh, Friday morning. and get home to almost two, so that tied up a lot of time. So I I tried shooting it and getting a rush to it, even talked to my oldest son, who said he would love to edit the podcast if I got it done, and uh, we kind of went from there. Well, Sunday happened. We were scheduled and planned to leave and fly back to Milwaukee for our first stop up in Green Bay area for a college visit for a program that's recruiting my son. And then from there, we were going to spend a couple days, drive down through Iowa and across Iowa to Nebraska for another school. Well, there was a problem. Saturday night, we get an email that says, oh, by the way, your flight out of LAX is canceled. Deuces. My wife and I go into full scramble mode. We find this out after we sent our son to bed because we were getting up at like 3.30 in the morning. So we're at 10 o'clock at night, and we're checking LAX, Ontario, Burbank, Orange County, and we can't find anything that'll get us out as planned that Sunday morning. And the couple I think there were a couple of flights, but I really didn't want to spend $2,000 to get on a plane. So, per person, mind you. So, No thanks. We're freaking out. Like, this isn't going to happen. That uh, the airlines and the situation that went on the weekend with Southwest, and then spirit is spirit. And that's what we're on. Spirit. Spirit screwed us to the wall. We only bought the tickets two months ago. So my wife goes, what about Vegas? Well, Vegas is about a three-hour ride. I said, well, let's look. And lo and behold, we find a flight on Sunday morning out of Las Vegas straight to Milwaukee. It was $188 a seat. And I just looked at my wife like, this can't be real. It was on an airline I'd never even heard of, Sun Country. We double-checked, booked three tickets, canceled our parking in L.A., we canceled everything with Spirit. The back flight, we're like, hey, you couldn't get me there? Then you ain't getting me back. I don't trust you any farther than I can throw you. So we're canceling all that and demanding refunds. That's a nightmare. Uh, Spirit leaves you on hold forever. They don't answer the phone. I had to file email claims, and then I had to do it with PayPal, which is good because I paid use PayPal to pay for it. We should get the money back. It'll just take a little time. So we're getting this all worked out. We leave an hour earlier I didn't sleep the entire night. I was so stressed out and and just fired up and pissed off. Get the family car. uh, We drive. We get to Vegas. Get in. Piece of cake. The lady at the gate for Sun Country. uh, She got us right next to each other. Three seats. We had middle aisle aisle. Awesome. The flight was great. Leg room is nice. I mean, it was noticeably wider. They had all their drinks and snacks and stuff were all free. And I'm like, this is crazy. I've never heard of it. And it says it's a, a budget airline, but I'm like, okay. And uh, the last thing, they had movies for free. Wi-Fi was free. So my son's watching like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie. He hadn't seen for years. So he's enjoying that with his headphones. My wife and I are just trying to get some rest. More me than anything, because I was at this point going on 30 hours of no sleep. Get into Milwaukee, get the car, drive up to uh, the Green Bay area, which takes about an hour and 20 minutes. Got in, coach took us out to dinner, three of the runners took my son to dinner, and we all had a pretty good time. A completely chaotic experience to start it before we even got to the airport, it became an informational helpful trip, so much so that my son had five schools, and now he's down to three. And the two we visited are two of the remaining three. We're going back in December, it looks like. It looks to be his number one school, so we'll see how that all goes. But boy, spirit sucks ass. And you should not fly on that crap line ever. I don't care if they're $30, $50, $80 tickets. Just don't do it. Because they'll just cancel and not even care. And then they'll take 30 to 60 days is what it says. To give you your money back on flights they canceled. I'm like, classy joint. So I'm just hoping it survives. We get our money back before they go out of business. Because I'm sure that's just a matter of time. So from there, we made it back. Everything's cool. The plan was... I'm going to do a couple of reshoots, so this is a mix of last week and a little bit of this week for you guys to all digest for today. So please sit back, relax and enjoy the podcast. So I was looking at this week and my stack of stuff. I collect articles, video clips throughout the week and I sort them and I try to you know what what do I want to pick? What do I want to talk about? You know, the the hope of the program is there's Two or three things that we can talk about that are relevant to what's going on and expand on that and share some common sense thought and ideas to the process. But that's not possible with this administration. Every day, there are like five different topics of absurdity that comes out. Reporters are firing back. They're getting more and more anxious and upset with this most transparent White House. And with that, you've got All of these departments filled with people that were selected by Biden and his people to run departments. They have zero experience in any of these matters whatsoever. Just grabbed people that kissed the ring, smooched the Democratic butt, and got appointed to the head of a department. That's your reward. Our punishment is that these ineffectual, clueless idiots – are in charge of these departments, causing you and me, the American people, and in a sense, the globe, the entire planet. We're getting the ripple effect of our madness spilling out everywhere. And it just is impossible for me. If this was a three hour show every day, I could not cover and give to you all the clips, all the articles, all the contradictions, all the nonsense, all the lies. It is impossible. And I'm convinced that's the plan. Just swamp the system with so much that there's no way they can talk about it. And if they do, they sound like they're a nut. And you sit there going, I'm not the nut. I am looking with my own eyes and with my two ears, listening to the train wrecks of train wrecks. And every time i just going, how is this being tolerated by the media, by other politicians, by us. How is this all happening? As I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, almost every clip I play for you is from the left, from the mainstream media, from MSNBC and CNN and ABC and the like. And I got a clip I'm going to play for you right now to kind of set the tone. Really? I, it's incredibly toxic right now. I had a, I had a chief of staffer, a moderate, the, the, um, house democrat say you know the white house legislative affairs operation is just you know they don't know what they don't know what they're doing you know so there's a big problem there there's a a lot of big problems that is courtesy of cnn and the man speaking his name is Brezhnev. he is a democrat operative that knows all these people inside out they are across the board stupefied by the complete incompetence of the biden administration they're referring to the 3.5 trillion build back better nonsense that Republicans are just sitting back, relaxing, popping up in a cold one and watching the show. And that's what the theme of this episode is. It's Democrat on Democrat crime. You've got progressives that are the communist, Marxist, socialist of this party, entrenched. And there's a minority of them, but they are entrenched. They're loud, they're obnoxious. Holding this country hostage and looking at their moderate, I don't know if there really are moderates, but there are a couple, I guess. At least in this case, enough to hold up the whole thing. It won't even go for a vote. Because the Democrats don't have even all the Democrats in the Senate to vote for it. And these people that look at this, that want to get reelected, are not gonna cave because they won't get reelected in their districts, be it, in this case, West Virginia, Arizona, and places like this. They are shredding each other. The the Republicans just sit back and go, let them go. We don't have to say anything, just sit back and watch. And it is a pure Democrat on Democrat crime scene right now. They're all blaming each other. You're horrible, you're stupid. We'll get into a bunch of this, but I mean, there's fanatics out there that are going after senators and accosting them in the bathrooms and in the public places. Some of them illegal immigrants are doing this. To your United States senator and trying to intimidate and push their view that you better do this or else. Threats. Open threats. And I'm just sitting back going, this is going to be amazingly stupid. They sit there and they're screaming, January 6th is the worst thing ever. It's worse than 9-11. No. Nah. You guys don't know the hell you're talking about. I'm watching this. Jesus. You're stalking your own senators and threatening them if they do not comply. So let's get this week's episode going. We spend $250 billion a year on defense. And here we are. The fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. So, as I mentioned, This is Democrat on Democrat violence, which is astounding. They are so lost in a perspective of reality that by all means necessary a huge group of progressives that control Congress and the Senate are just out of their minds, all or nothing with everything. They're like, if I don't get three and a half, I'm not voting. Well, what if we get you two trillion? Nope, not voting. What if I get you, you know, what if it's only going to be one child? Nope, I'm not voting. It has to be three and a half, or it's got to be 10, or it's got to be 50. It has to be some astronomical number. There is no compromise. And they've got their constituents all riled up. Yeah, listen, Bernie Sanders, and AOC, the bartender, all out there, all of them out there that'll like them in Congress and the Senate are just stirring the pot. Talk about agitating and stirring up violence This is how it actually goes. The professionals are at it now, children. The mainstream media is coming out on with all guns, telling basically the Biden administration literally does not have a clue. They don't have a plan. They don't have an agenda. They don't know what they're doing. They're just going around. They sent Chairman Joe this week to Michigan. Put him on a plane. Took him to Michigan. Drove down with his motorcade, and there were thousands of Michigan people demonstrating. All of them had signs up, you know, F- Biden, the anti-Biden stuff, just all over the place. Chanting, just like they've been doing at NASCAR and football games, the F- Joe Biden chants. It's all out there. And there are just thousands in intersections of in rows, just waving American flags and then the uh, the Biden flags. He shows up to his destination in Michigan. And he says, you know, hey, I'd like to thank you all for letting me come here to Michigan and visit and talk to you. And this is what you hear. It wasn't that bad, but he had about 10 people show up to his rally. 10. And you know, they were aides of his own administration. Maybe the mayor of the town, he was there. That was it. I think Whitmer, the governor was there. That's it. He's going out there and he's going to sell his agenda to this. Impressive. Trump just says, hey, I'm going to go down to pick a state, show up, and I'm going to talk about how stupid Biden is, and 40,000 people show up. And it's nothing but, ah, ah, Trump, 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 thousands. (laughs) If that doesn't make you laugh, I don't know what will. But when I say we have inmates running the asylum or Chairman Joe is just an empty suit, man alive. They just prove it every hour because they keep putting him out there and he talks. This is a big deal. This is gigantic.
1: That's what, and notwithstanding some of the signs that I saw come, that's why 81 million Americans voted for me. The largest number of votes in American history. A Clear majority supported when they supported me no not a joke think of that think of that we've taken we just i don't know what's happened not a joke not a joke
0: the world's watching not a joke not a joke not a joke that's your chairman joe out of michigan And I had to clean it up, but he literally said, not a joke, not a joke. He said that like five times in the speech. And I thought that was really funny because it's a total joke. Removing all the rest of the content was just going to put you to sleep because that's all he does. But everything to him is it's not a joke. It's his new, come on, man. Yeah, no joke. He's just a one-trick pony. He gets a little phrase, a very short phrase, stuck in his head, and he just lets it fly. He can't stop himself. I got a clip here from ABC News this week. This is from my Mr. Klein.
2: Out. And I think where Democrats' problem here is there's just so much mistrust. They really don't like each other. They don't believe in each other's same political motives. And the problem though, I think isn't that they're lying to each other. It's actually that they've been honest with each other and they don't want to hear it because they have different visions. They have different numbers, they have different values. And so much of this is a is a long-running feud inside the Democratic Party that is no closer to being to being sorted out. And I think there's maybe an inevitability to the clash of this week, and I think that's the White House perspective. This was gonna happen at some point or the other. So let's just delay this vote. But I don't see what changes in the dynamics in the next couple of weeks because you have the progressives just as dug in and the moderates still willing to walk away.
0: They don't like each other. I guess that may be a hope. I don't know if it's the hope that Democrats that are on the moderate, not so insane side of things like these progressive Democrats, they like to call themselves that the communists of the Democrat party. They can't stand each other. They view the moderates with more contempt than the GOP. The Republicans. You got to think about that. Is that amazing? Because they're in the way. They are in the way. If only they just do what they're told and be communist and sheep and be the soldiers they're supposed to be, none of it else would matter. But now they're the obstacle. It's quite fascinating watching this all in play and watching the mainstream media on the regular now, recognizing it, calling it out. Remind you, none of these clips have they mentioned the word Republican, Trump, McConnell, anybody. It's all Democrat on Democrat crime. And to just clarify, the reason this is all happening is because the progressives, the Bernie Sanders and the AOCs, the bartender, they went and got together and put a bill together. Three and a half trillion, plus there's like another trillion and a half out there. They want to throw it all together. They bring a bill to Biden and say, you need to promote this. You need to go out there. We need to get this done now. Then we get Chairman Joe, uh, Chairman Forrest Gump, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. He goes out, people got their hands shoved so far up Biden's backside, making his lips move. He just goes out there and does it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no perspective on any of this. He has no sense of reality. He's just out there mimicking what he's told to go mimic. Okay, I'll go do it, Lieutenant Dan. On the uh, Fox show on Sunday with Chris Wallace, he had on one of Biden's financial guys, one of those advisors. And he's out there talking about, it doesn't cost a thing. We're going to spend three and a half trillion dollars. It won't cost anybody a nickel. Nothing. It's free. Anyone with any sense at all knows if you buy something, you have to pay or it's stealing. So the Democrats are just saying, hey, we're just going to steal. That's what they're saying. Because it's paid for. It's not even close to paid for. Oh, yeah, it is, because you're going to raise taxes on the rich. Uh, Okay, again, whatever taxes you raise on people making more money that are running corporations and businesses and providing jobs, this is how it happens. They raise the price of their goods. They remove staff from the payroll. They do everything they can to maintain their profitability and their power structure on the stock market so that they can continue to be worth more money as a company. Hence, if this company makes milk and it's $3.12 right now a gallon, if we tax the milk company, the milk company is going to raise the price of the milk to you, the consumer, who did not get a raise, who probably lost their job or had a pay cut or didn't get a pay raise this cycle. Therefore, your money is worth less, which means you buy less which means the economy goes in the toilet. Are you paying attention now? Here's the clip.
1: 70%. I, ga- I gotta stop you there. It doesn't cost zero. Whether it's three and a half trillion or two trillion, it, it or one and a half trillion, whatever, it, it costs that amount of money. Now, you can pay for it either by borrowing it, or you can pay for it by raising taxes on corporations and the wealthy, but it doesn't cost zero. At the end of the day, it will cost zero, but it doesn't cost zero. At the end of the day, it will cost zero, but it doesn't cost zero. <laughs>
0: Are you serious? I don't know if you can cover it enough, but Chris Wallace, who I disagree with greatly on many things, is exactly right. If you're going to sign a bill that costs said amount of money, a dollar, three and a half trillion, whatever. You have to either print more money, go into deeper debt, or you have to raise taxes. And in the end, every time taxes are raised, the middle class and the poor get crushed. Every time. You can go back and look at it. Have you noticed how the rich stay rich through all this? They don't give up anything. Maybe lovely we don't go to Paris this Thanksgiving. <laughs> they still go. They probably just go on a boat or a plane together instead of by themselves. So they double down. That's that's to save the planet. But it always costs. You cannot go into Walmart and go, "You know what? I want that $1500 TV, but it's zero cost." So I'm just that's stealing. You walk out with it, you get arrested, even in California because it's more than 800 bucks. Or you say, "You know what?" I'm gonna take this now, and I'm gonna pay with it. Here's a credit card, okay? And use your credit card. And you got, you know, 29% interest on anything after 30 days. 30 days goes by, you have made a payment, so that $1,500, it's up. You know, it compounds every month. So you going from 15, and now you got to add another what, 300 bucks? So add 300 bucks to that, and 300 bucks to that, and 300. You just got to keep doing it. It's insane. That's how the debt goes to the roof day after day, month after month. We're not paying off our credit card. But you as a private citizen will have your card closed. Your credit score will go in the toilet. You won't be able to buy a car. You won't be able to rent an apartment because your credit sucks. Now just change you to America. That's our reality. It sucks. The dollar isn't worth jack. It's a facade. And the only reason it's, held up now is because we're still in most of the world based as the world's economy, the dollar. What do you think happens if the world says, you know what? I think we're going to go off the yen. For those who don't know, that's the Chinese dollar. Our friends across the Pacific. Yeah. Them. You know what happens? Peso. The devaluation of your dollar. You think it's tough buying things now? Pray you never see that day. But this is what irresponsible Democrats and these progressive nut jobs want. They want the dollar to implode. Who do you think they like and align with more? The Constitution of the United States and the founding of this country, or China, Lenin, Marxism, National Socialism. Yeah, that guy, you know, Hitler, that was his thing. Who do you think these progressives align with? And if you're sitting going, oh, You're not very bright. They hate this country. They bang on it all the time. They don't think twice about an opportunity to destroy and smash and criticize any founding of this country. Destroy it. It's all corrupt. They're corrupt. Where do you think the money for these people to get elected comes from? Do you think China might have anything to do with these people's financials? Anything. I mean, Pelosi's been busted. You got the guy sleeping with Fang Fang, Chinese spy. These people are so into it. To say it's not even funny is an understatement. It is beyond repugnant. You're being sold a bill of goods by progressive communists that love communism, telling people that's the best way to go because it's all equal. Everybody's the same. No one's better or worse. And in communism, they always find victims. So there's always worse. You could be gay. They'll kill you. You could be not white, they'll kill you. And to be so obtuse to the history of the means of socialism, Marxism, and communism shows that they do this out of hope because they see how stupid some people act with all this. We're in a world where a small minority is selling a huge bill of goods. It's for you. We're going to spend all this money and your life's going to be so much better. Yet, You're the ones complaining that the grocery prices and inflation at stores, it's killing you. Who'd you vote for? Well, Chairman Joe. Then why do you expect any different? Whose else fault could it be? These prices were down and going down, but then you chose somebody else, allegedly. That's their hope. They'll keep selling it. Morons will keep buying it. And the reality will just slip right by them. And if they even get a glimpse of Wow, that's it's somebody else's fault. It's never Bernie Sanders' fault. It's not Joe Biden's fault. It's not Kamala Harris. It's not the bartender. No, they're amazing. Are they? I'll give them this. They're the ultimate scam artist, and they continue to get away with it. And now, I said, 10 years ago, this was never spoken about. They're out there now in your face telling you. Luckily, it's all about what, 65% of the country is like, ah-ah. Yeah, Biden's approval numbers are in the 35 to 38 range. That's the hardcore not paying attention. Socialism and communism is awesome, even though I've never seen it and lived in it. And I do, as an American, have the right to move there and go live in happiness in Cuba or China or North Korea. You can go right now. Nobody wants to leave. Huh. It all falls back on this $3.5 and Democrats just scouring and trying to destroy other Democrats. Here is ABC News, and his name's Joe Klein. This is what he had to say about Chairman Joe.
1: For much of this week, President Biden stayed out of public sight as Democrats fought bitterly among themselves. When he emerged Friday to meet with Democrats on Capitol Hill, there were two schools of thought about what he was up to. Either he had a plan to break the impasse and push for a vote, or he was making a desperate attempt to bring his fractured Democratic majority together. It turned out it was neither. This morning, lawmakers are back home, the president is at his retreat in Delaware, and the fate of the Biden agenda is anything but certain. In a way, the spectacle that unfolded this week was an unforced error created by an artificial deadline. Biden still has time, The real question is whether he has the votes. After all, he is attempting to pass a program as ambitious and expensive as FDR's new deal or LBJ's great society. But FDR and LBJ enjoyed huge democratic majorities. Biden's majority is razor thin and time may not help. There is increasing tension among moderate and progressive Democrats and a sense that the white house is falling short. As one Democratic lawmaker told ABC News, quote, most of us are at a loss for words. There was no plan, no strategy, no timing.
0: Of all the things going on right now, there's one thing for sure. This guy, he does not have
2: a goddamn plan.
0: It's gotten so bad that the bartenders, fanatics, and Bernie Sanders fanatics are out there raising hell. They are seeking out those who do not comply within the Democrat Party. Outrage erupted on Sunday afternoon after a group of leftists chased Senator Sinema into the bathroom and recorded her while they demanded that she pass Biden's agenda. The far-left activists repeatedly pushed Democratic President Joe Biden's Build Back Better agenda while harassing Sinema in the bathroom. She goes in, they're filming, and they're pounding on the door, if you haven't seen the video. Scream at her. A couple of these people are illegal immigrants. They identify themselves as such. Here's some of the responses. It's just amazing. Uh, Let's see. Here we got a U.S. Senate candidate. His name's Adam Paul Luxalt. Quote, the radical left is threatening and chasing a sitting U.S. senator around because she won't bend to their demands. (laughs) Yeah. You got James Gagliano, the 29th mayor of Village of Commonwealth on Hudson, quote, this is where, during different times, we direct police to halt the harassment. This isn't First Amendment privilege or protest. It's harassment. But we've stood law enforcement down, and this is the new normal it begets. We should all be disgusted by this, no matter one's political stage. Meghan McCain, harassing someone in the bathroom is really a way to be heard and taken seriously. Yeah, you think? It, it just goes on. You got just people going on this list and they're, they're all just like, it, it's astonishing to see left-on-left left crime. And in the end, if you think about it, it's not. I've said since the very beginning that Democrats love targeting conservatives, but in the end, they will target and consume themselves. You can just look at how left and the gay community we had that. Then the gays started getting mad at the trainees because the trainees were getting more special rights and attentions and left the gay people behind. And then it just keeps going from there. It cannot help but consume itself. In the world that they want, the communist, socialist, Marxist way, there has to be a victim always. You can look at this. They're done with black minorities. They just don't care anymore. They'll pretend and they got Sheila Jackson Lee and Maxine Waters out there trumpeting how, you know, it's all about them and they're fighting for for black people. No, it's about brown people now. It's about bringing over so many illegals to swamp this system, to spread them into as many red areas as possible at the cost of everybody, white, black, or brown, but American citizens, they don't care. And I have more about that because the truth always comes out. I want to share an article from, it's from The Blaze. It's from comedian Bill Maher, okay? He is a leftist, he's a Democrat. He thinks Republicans are the worst thing ever, except he doesn't really anymore. Here's a quote, he goes, for the first time in my life, I am playing to a mixed audience. I was in Nashville about a month ago and the audience was about 60, 40, I would say liberal to conservative. That never used to happen, never. And I think it's because, you know, 10 years ago, in my opinion, anyway, the left did not have a crazy section. There was no such thing as woke. And now they do have a crazy section, which I call out as a liberal. And I think I'm kind of one of the only people doing that. So there's a hunger to hear, said Marr. I think traditional liberals have had it with the far left. Have you? Have you had it enough with the left so much that you'll actually find unity and commonality with people on the right saying they're nuts. Do you? I don't think so. I think you're going to play both sides because it's comfortable and you're not the enemy, but you're not the friend. And you just kind of get to sit and watch the show while the show burns to the ground. Frankly, I don't find that to be part of a solution. We may be getting to the point where people that are considered moderate liberals, you know, have their social, but, you know, in the end they're like, yeah, you know, I agree a little bit more with what Eric says than these nutbags over here. And it's okay to do that. You can agree. It's called having your own ideology. You don't have to be cookie cutter to fit into everything. I am not a cookie cutter Republican. I'm as little Republican as possible. I am a conservative with libertarian beliefs as well. It's a mix. There's some things I agree, some things I don't. And some people, you know, you're only gonna agree with somebody 50, 60, 98% of the time. The communists left, I agree with them, zero. I like the potential of this country and what it brings. I've been to China. I've been overseas. I've seen how other governments run. I have no desire to be a citizen of China. I have no desire to be a citizen of Cuba or Venezuela or North Korea. But these fanatics in Congress, like the bartender and Bernie Sanders, they're all about it. Mind you, none of them have actually ever been there. But, man, do they have delusions of grandeur because, you know, they're better than Lenin and Marx and Mao. They're better than all those guys because they're smarter. Oh, smarter. Are you serious? We're going to end this segment talking about the co-president, you know, Kamala. I told you all last week that she mysteriously just disappeared for two days, left on a Friday, came back to the White House on a Saturday, visited California, flew into Palm Springs specifically. And uh, nobody knows why. People asked, and they were told, I don't know. Well, I can't tell you either for sure, but this is what I do know for a fact. Last weekend, when Kamala took off to Palm Springs, By herself. Her husband did not join her. I can tell you what was going on in Palm Springs. The Dinah. That's what they call it. It's the gathering, one of the largest gatherings of lesbians in the country. They have this big two, three-day thing down there, festival concerts and the like. Basically, Palm Springs, 30, 40 years ago, amazing. Go down, get some great sun, see some cool things. It became Gayville. And you go into Palm Springs now, and you will see the most over-the-top, ridiculous gay men walking down with assless, fill-in-the-blank, hands-on, wearing Daisy Dukes and half the junk hanging out. Um, It's that repugnant. And it's just like, good Lord. Have a little respect for yourself and the people around you. Be gay. I don't care. But do you have to be the most over-the-top, obnoxious gay ever. It's like they tried to outdo each other on how gay can you be? But it was the lesbian fest. So they all showed up. I'm just saying that's what was going on down there. That is a fact. Was she there for it? I don't know. She went alone. The white house has got nothing to say so much. So I have an article from the SF gate, you know, that's San Francisco Biden allies reportedly confused by Kamala Harris, secretive California trip. This was from October 4th. I'm going to read this bad boy. It seems we have yet another instance of unnamed Biden White House advisors or uh, uh, allies complaining about the co-pres Kamala. Over the weekend, she made an overnight trip to Palm Springs with no public appearances. She arrived Friday evening and departed Saturday morning. Well, she gets there in the night, she's alone and then she takes off. Could it have been a lady on lady hit and run? I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. The White House providing no stated purpose of the trip. On Monday morning, New York Times White House reporter Annie Carney tweeted, this trip to California is confusing to some Biden allies who are wondering why the VP, who was a senator, is not more involved in helping the administration's domestic agenda gain the support it needs in the Senate. Congressional Democrats are currently struggling to agree to the legislative language. You know, that's the whole thing about $3.5 trillion. Nobody knows. She hasn't been to the border, but she's got time to get on a plane by herself, unplanned, unannounced, fly to Palm Springs for one night, checking out in the morning, you know, I guess to avoid the walk of shame. It's quite interesting, but even the New York Times and the SF Gate are like, what's up with this bitch? Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L U A podcast all together. L U A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think. Share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and
0: listen. So as some of you may have heard this week, John Gruden, the head coach, sorry, former head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, was canceled all because the NFL was investigating the Washington football team. They're the former Redskins, but the owner got rid of the name to kind of avoid any punishment so forth with this investigation, because there's a lot of complaints about how they do business, how they treat people and so forth. It's a very toxic environment as we're being told. So some 650,000 emails were gathered by the NFL. And they're going through them and they're looking at everything. And lo and behold, like five, six, seven emails from 10 years ago are released to the public. And they're all about John Gruden. And this was back when he worked for ESPN. And you're thinking, wow, 10 years ago? Yeah, the woke police are now looking, if you text, write, think, say anything in the past, it could be 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, depending on those in your age, they will cancel you because how dare you think that there's no context of the day and age and the time, the job, in this case, a football coach. No, it's, it's all irrelevant. There's no context allowed in anything. Therefore you got to go. I heard the comments of Mark Davis, who's the owner, son of Al Davis, who would have loved this fight, but his son let it all happen. He was approached for comment and he basically said, I got no comment. Talk to the NFL. They seem to know everything. That was it. And I'm like, oh. So there's a lot of shenanigans going on here. And it's clear that the NFL doesn't really like the Raiders and or John Gruden. Now, John Gruden was given a 10-year contract for like $100 million or something crazy. It might have been more. It might have been $200 million. Just an absurd amount of money. We're sitting here watching. This is, I think, his fourth season he was in. And the Raiders had started off pretty well this year. Had uh, I think they've lost two in a row or something like that. I know the Chargers beat them pretty good. So we're sitting here and these emails. Well, he referred to a black gentleman from the NFLPA. He is the Players Association guy. He represents the union. He's kind of an ass. Everybody knows it. Even the people in the league know, guy's an ass. Well, John mentioned in it that the guy's an ass, that he's stupid. And he referred to him as the guy with the really big lips. Okay, first of all, we've talked about this in the past, and we'll talk about it in the future. You observe. You see it, and you're like, that guy's got really big lips. Is that racist? I don't think so, because people of other colors say things about me and and, and other white people and so forth. And it's just an observation. I really don't care. I'm not so thin-skinned, and I let little things like that bother me. But it, it really bothered the NFL, and it really bothered the guy from the NFLPA, and it really bothered black— former athletes on ESPN, like Randy Moss, who cried on TV and Ryan Clark, who got all angry on TV about this. Like, okay. He's just like talking about, you know, that guy. I just had a recent, I think it was a month or two ago. There's a lady at a grocery store here. She's the manager and she's completely clueless. And she sits there from time to time and she just walks around I don't know her name. They don't have name tags, nothing. So I asked a friend of ours at the store, like, what's her deal? And she goes, who? I said, the, the lady with the short hair, combat boots, looks like a lesbian. That one. That's what she looks like. My wife saw her the other day and she's like, yeah, I see it. She totally looks like a dyke. Hey, that's what you look like. You chose it. I just identified it. Went, "Yeah, Butch working the floor. So anyway, we get back to this John Gruden thing. You got Randy Moss crying like someone slapped his grandma. And you're just like, dude, something like this upsets you so much. You're so thin-skinned about this, it made you cry? And I've listened to like Jason Whitlock, who's a a favorite of mine. Uh, He's a black former athlete that is a writer. Excellent writer. You can look up Jason Whitlock. I believe he still works for The Blaze. And he sits there and just calls these guys out. He's like, just... Bunch of feminine black men who've been emasculated for since 1965. and There's a whole thing about it. And he's sick and tired of it. Now Randy Moss wants to fight Whitlock. Whitlock is like, yeah, you don't want any. I'm a former offensive lineman. I'll beat you senseless. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, the uh, social media muscles is what we call it. So we're here and watching all this. And there's like, oh, he made a misogynistic comment. Like, Okay. Now, mind you, this is all private. This is between A and B. You know, see your way out of it kind of thing. But no, not the NFL. They made sure to release, out of 650,000 emails, they released these like five or six. That was it. There was a homophobic thing that they said, it's homophobic. There was a football player, I don't know, it was about 10, 11 years ago. Uh, His name, oh gosh, Sam something. He was a defensive lineman out of Missouri, gay. And uh, there was a big thing 10, 11 years ago about this. Should you, could you, would you want a homosexual in your locker room? And the logic was, well, there's already homosexuals there. They're just private, which is fine. I don't go running around going heterosexual coming through, heterosexual, stand back, stand back, heterosexual coming through. We don't do that, but the left and and the alphabet mafia here, oh, hello, I'm gay, I look this way, I'm gonna be, I feel like I'm a woman, whatever. And they come out and they gotta let the whole world know because I have to care. We do not care what you're doing in your bedroom. Don't care. As long as it's legal, you're not hurting children, we don't give a rip. Not one. So the comments were made that, the LA Rams, and this was like the moment the guy was drafted, and it was like in the sixth or seventh round, it was like the last round, the guy was just picked by the Rams. And he's like, Yeah, the commissioner forced him to do it. Now, there was wide word that the NFL commissioner, who's a complete douche, is pressuring teams in the later rounds. You've got to pick him up. You got to pick him up. You got to pick him up because it's good for us because we're woke. And everyone's kind of like, I don't really want the guy. He's not very good. Well, the Rams drafted him, put him on the practice squad. I think he was on the team for maybe a year. I don't believe he ever even played. And thanks for being there, and he's gone, and so be it. John Gruden just pointed it out that, hey, his opinion. He thought this guy was brought on under the pressure. And that gets released. Well, Jeff Fisher, who was the former coach of the Rams that drafted him, said, you know, he's, he's woke, so he's got to come out. and Like, you know, John Gruden just doesn't understand it. We don't think like that here in my world, and this is what we do, and I'm proud of what we did. Yeah, you drafted a total bum. You cut him. You cut him. You were so woke that you took a football player that everyone else said he isn't good enough. And you took him and then you cut him and you're self-righteous about all this? It comes down to this. You better be careful, I guess, at this point, because if they want to get rid of you or make you an example, they will dig as far and deep as they can because somebody in the NFL office released five or six emails out of 650,000 about all this workplace issues, and they couldn't find, and I am air quoting for you, nothing. Really? You couldn't find anything? Nothing. Bruce Allen, the owner of the Washington Redskins, oops, The Washington football team had nothing, no dirt. Between him, management, nothing. Nothing out there, right? Well, as far as you know, exactly. They're going to keep him because he's a good soldier. He changed the name of the damn team because it offended. Who? Sensitive liberals that cry at the sight of someone reading an email about a, a black man and big lips? Like, Jesus, come on. We are so sensitive to other people and their feelings and their thoughts. And, oh, you got to be delicate. It's, it's become absurd. And I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be me. And if you don't like it, then that's fine. I live with you, live without you. I don't really care. But to sit there and judge people for something they said privately 10, 11 years ago, and these same people, Randy Moss, Ryan Clark, these guys on ESPN, have said some of the most racist things in just the last two years. But it's okay. They're black. They're allowed to say those things because they, being multimillionaires, are so oppressed by me, the white man. Right. Never even met either of them. Affected them in no way whatsoever. So bullcrap. But that's where we're at. This is the woke thing. And I got more for next week. We'll talk about. I was watching a thing about Keith Oberman. So when we talk about COVID next week, I'll share that with you. But John Gruden was fired. Well, he resigned. In my opinion, I thought he should have just put it all in context, explained it, and told him, tough if you don't like it. Private conversation 10 years ago, I thought differently back then. Today is a different time. You go from there. He has players on the current team and past teams reaching out to him privately because they don't want to get outed, telling him, we know you're not a racist. You know, I'm kind of upset. My wife's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan. Yeah, can you believe that? It was the uniforms that sold her back when they won their first Super Bowl when it went to the pewter. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, a bunch of players on that team. Great players, black players. None of them are speaking out. It's like, where are you guys? You know he's not a racist. Andre Risen, who played for him, says, dude's not a racist. And of course he's not a racist. He's no more racist than any of you. He's a football coach in a football world, and you're trying to apply 28th century standards to something that was 20th century standards. You can't go back and just change rules. What we said and did and thought 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it always changes, always. The times dictate it. You just roll with it, but it's never just, okay, you can no longer, boom, and that's what they're trying to do. But these are the very people that say some of the most racist, homophobic, hateful things on the planet, and they're the judge, jury, and executioners? Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. I've told you all when Biden first took over and the border situation was going to end, that we have a contract with the people that are building the wall. And that contract was signed by the United States government and the lawyers that represented all the wall builders who said, if you lose Trump, we're still getting paid. We're still doing this job and you can't. So it's in there where it literally says, even if the administration changes, we get paid. And some people might've gone, nah, they'll find a way out. No, you can't. I got a clip, Brett Baer from Fox News, who is, if anyone just goes with an open mind, he's actually very fair. When they say fair and balanced, he's the fair and balanced. That guy, he calls it for what it is, either way, and he'll ask the questions that some people don't want to answer, and I really like him for that. He's talking to former Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott. Talk about the border wall. What were
2: the, the instructions after the transition of administrations when it came to the wall? So a presidential proclamation came out, and uh, it was a 60-day pause that uh, publicly available, Uh, we're supposed to do an in-depth study and then come up with a plan going forward as border patrol did its part everything Um, that was done within about two weeks Uh, several briefings later uh, there really hadn't not been any decisions made it went well beyond the 60 days Uh, many of those projects today are just still on hold so we're paying contractors uh, for a while, it was almost five million a day between DOD and DHS. To, to not work. to not build the border wall. There's so wait 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 hun- five million a day to not build the wall. To not build a wall. Even though they have all the stuff, they have there are stacks and stacks of border wall uh, panels. There's hundreds of miles of fiber optic cabling. Uh, there's hundreds of bo- of cameras that were being installed with that uh, that are just sitting. There, there's no action being taken. So. What do they say when the briefing is, well, this really helps us. If we could just plug this in, if we could just finish this thing, what do they say? We're not building more wall. There's no conversation. There's not, There's no adult dialogue, if you will. It's just, it's just a black and white decision. The administration said we're not doing it, so we're not doing it. That money is just trickling away to those
0: contractors for not doing work each day. I mean, if I tell you I told you so, what's the point? I mean... That's just the way business works. You cannot sign a contract, cancel it, and then think, well, you're still going to pay it. Yeah, we're paying them. We're paying them to sit around and, I guess, stare at the material. Meanwhile, I told you about the 400000 to come across. And Orcas, you know, he's the guy in charge of DHS who was a former California meathead who has no experience whatsoever in any of this. He lied to you all. He lied to all of you. Oh, don't believe me? But first, an NBC News exclusive reporting reveals that the United States
1: knew as early as July that thousands of Haitian migrants were headed to the U.S.-Mexico border. But according to three U.S. officials, internal debate and a failure to share information hampered agencies' abilities to handle the 28,000 migrants who arrived in Texas last month. This conflicts with messaging out of the White House, with Homeland Security Secretary of saying this just weeks ago. I don't think we expected the rapidity
0: of the increase that occurred. That is courtesy of MSNBC News. They're the ones that played that. You were lied to about those Haitians. They knew they were coming and didn't do a thing to stop it or prepare for it. They just let them come across, I guess, in hopes of, well, let's just come across and they're just going to mingle into the country and no one's going to care. But they all stopped because the Border Patrol did their job and stopped them and was like, well, uh, I guess you're going to stay here. And they lived under a bridge for a couple of days, forcing the hand. You had Fox News had a drone flying over the area, filming it. The FAA under Biden's direction said, shut them down. I don't want that thing up there. Well, why would you not want it up there? Because it's telling the truth. That you've been lying to us? Yeah, that's exactly why. So they got into a helicopter from the Department of State Police in Texas. and they took him up. Couldn't ground that because that helicopter has to be up there. And you still saw it. And it forced CNN, and NBC, and ABC, and all of them to go, ugh, guess tonight at 6 o'clock, we got to play this. Look what's going on in Del Rio. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? Somebody down there figure out something. Where's Kamala? Palm Springs What is she doing? Something about Beaver. No one goes near the border. None of them. They want nothing to do with it. They want this to happen. If you're an American, forget your party affiliation that you're communist or you're, you know, constitutionalist. Forget all of it. Just look at this from an American citizen point of view. If you continually allow uneducated many Not all, many with criminal backgrounds. Oh yeah, they're picking them off. Oh, this guy was uh, kicked out of the country five years ago for raping children. This guy was out there for doing DUI and killing a cop and da-da. It's just the list goes on. We kick them out and they come right back. But low education, no medical health to meet our standard whatsoever. They don't have any vaccines or vaccinations. You know, you fanatics out there that are all, you know, on both sides. If you just think, oh, the vaccination is the only way to go and you sit there and don't have a problem with these people coming across unvaccinated, sick and infecting others, you're a hypocrite and you're a clown. They're not giving these people vaccine shots under the bridge, by the way. That never happened. They just put them on planes and buses and shoot them around quietly. Shh, nobody knows. Where are they going? I don't know. They don't know and they don't care. It's not their problem, it's their solution. But if you're an American citizen, it doesn't just affect your health. It affects the economy. Where are your children going to get jobs at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old? If they can get fill in the blank illegal to do it for nothing and just paying cash. And that cash is like a million dollars to them for a little bit. Then the American reality hits them in the face. and That's why they live three, four, five families to a residence. Happens all the time. See it in California all over. They can't afford it. So they got to put 10, 20 people in a house. It's very normal. Your schools, you cry about, you know, poor teachers. They're so impacted. They got all these students. You know how many English language learners are just in California? Hundreds of thousands. Every school at every level has multiple teachers having to do that teach Spanish into English to five-year-olds and 15-year-olds. That's it. And that number grows every year. The solution, promote them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll solve everything. Let's just make sure they keep speaking Spanish, don't learn anything, and assist them by drawing those resources away from kids that are American citizens. Your children's education suffers because of all this. Trying to get to work? Husband, wife, you want to go get the work? And you're like, God, it only used to take 20 minutes to drive this, and now it takes an hour and 10. Look at the car to your right, look at the car to your left, and look behind you and tell me what you see. Well, I'm not racist. No, I'm not saying you're racist. What do you see? Well, I see brown people. Yes, you do. They weren't there 10 years ago and 20 years ago and 30 years ago, but they're here now. You need to go to the hospital. Go to the emergency room. Go to urgent care. What do you see? What do you see? Well, my eyes tell me I see brown people. Yes, you do. And what language are they speaking? Well, it's really not English. It's kind of like, you know, Spanish. Yes, it is. That is how they assimilate. They just take it over. And these communists don't give a crap about it. Because if they do this and they give these super poor, super uneducated, Desperate people, a little bit of free stuff. At your expense, Santa Claus never loses. They will be forever grateful. It's those damn white Republican guys with all the guns that are all pissed off about all this. Yeah. Why aren't the Democrats pissed off about this? You know, assuming you all pay taxes. Your money's going for this too. And it's not making your life or your children's lives any better. On the contrary, it's making it worse because now when you want to send your kid to college and you're in California and you're like, well, I'm gonna send him to a UC or Cal State. Well, good luck because Brown first and they get all the financial benefits. You look at surname and skin color, you're first one in the door. For all you tax paying people out there, Democrat and Republican, your kid should be able to get into those damn schools. And if you do fortunately get in, you're not in for four years. You're in for five, six, or seven because all the Cal States and all the UCs are uber impacted. When you got enough for maybe 25,000 students to get a four-year degree at, say, Cal State Fullerton or Cal State Long Beach, and it takes six, that's called wasting your money and getting an education because if a class you're in has 300 people in it, you are just number 11643. You are not Betty Sue. You are not Joe Bob. No, you're a number. Who likes numbers? Oh yeah, remember, you know, the National Socialist guys. The yeah, Oh, the Hitler dude. He liked numbers. It's a reference to the forearm of the Jewish people for those that didn't get it. You're just a number. You're not a human being. Wait, that's what Hitler, th- yeah, yeah. There's a lot of continuity here. You just have to open your eyes and see what's happening. It's not even subtle anymore. They're spitting in your face. And telling you, hey, it's just Ring. I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a
1: woman. Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other
0: girls. That's right, the number one female athlete voted on by God knows who. For 2021, it wasn't Serena Williams. It wasn't Megan Rapinau. It wasn't Sue Bird. It wasn't the person I told you no one would ever remember anyway from the Olympics, Suni Lee. She won the women's gymnastics. It's not Katie Ledecky. It's not Naomi Osaka. She's the tennis girl that has a breakdown every time she loses and is all good when she's away from the court having a good old time out on the social scene. And it's not Jin Young Ko. It was Jin Young Ko. She's the number one ranked LPGA golf player. What do they all have in common? Well, Biologically, they're all actual women. They did not win Sportswoman of the Year for 2021. Nope. Nope. Go ahead, guess. You know. Come on. Transgender weightlifter Laurel Hubbard wins Sportswoman of the Year award. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. She couldn't even destroy all the actual real chicks in the Olympics, but she's the Sportswoman of the Year. Yeah. It is laughable. That even the women athletes are like, wait, some dude won our award? Yep, that's what I'm telling you. And it doesn't bother them even a little. So boys and girls, it just doesn't matter to them. Everybody wins an award. He, uh she was so brave. Really? Brave. We've gone over this, but brave? Really? We're going to go with brave? How about mental? How about just a mental illness? we maybe start there? But no, that's, you know, that's whatever phobic. It's unbelievable. But yeah, see, I changed my gender and I'm a chick now and I'm just jacked. And I got robbed because for some reason my 400 pounds felt like 800. But all those chicks out there were pressing like $1. 50 and beat me. It's just too much. It's just too much. A dude wins sportswoman of the year. Well, guys, that's going to be a wrap. We're going to call this an episode. I hope you enjoyed it. To all my listeners around the country and throughout planet Earth, thank you for listening. And remember, you are the resistance. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America.